Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan. Well, today sees me out in uh, Cloncurry in, um, in Western Queensland, and I'm joined here by Paul Bashford. Uh, Paul, tell us a bit about your, your operation out here. We're Red Door Community Services, so we run a, a charity that um, bridges, bridges gaps that people have in getting to employment. So sometimes that's skills, other times it's lifestyle choices. How long have you been in operation and what sort of sparked you to decide to start a business like this? We've been here about uh, six years um, in different forms, uh, but we incorporated as a charity about three years ago and we just saw the need for that to happen and to have a different approach um, to, to what was being done at the time in people's lives. So we've taken the social enterprise approach to things because we just find that we can work with people and get to the bottom of what's really going on as we work alongside them um, in a role more as co-workers rather than somebody that's coming in to tell them uh, what problems they've got. Uh, tell us, a, can you share maybe an example or a story of, of someone you've helped and and what that looked like? Yeah, I can. So we had a young fella um, come here with drug and alcohol problems um, that he sort of was quite open about. But he said his real issues were just that he that he had nothing to do throughout the day. He was getting bored, got in with the wrong crowd. So we were able to just work with him. He worked in our construction section down the back there. And he was here every day, um, 100% attendance. After a while of him attending, we said, hey, you know, you could do a similar sort of thing but get paid for it. And so the local council here actually put him on and he's still employed there now. We're in contact with him now and then we bump into him in the street. So, um, yeah, we've got a few with similar stories to that, but that is the, the ultimate outcome. Now, I've talked, that's a great story, by the way, a really good story. And to know that you're doing that on a regular basis must feel good. I talked uh, on a previous podcast that I'm going to start focusing more on quality in, in training. So can you maybe expand on, on how you ensure that the training of, of these people coming through is of the standard that you know you want? Definitely. We're, we're in a unique environment here in that um, we, we really need to contextualise everything we're doing um, more than mainstream uh, training that I've ever done perhaps on the, on the east coast of Australia. Things are very different here and the barriers that we're facing are generally not just a skills barrier. So the quality of training has to ensure that things are, are repeatable um, and also we, we need to be able to, at the very onset of our training, establish what are the real um, barriers here, what are the real issues here. Um, and it's more than any other sort of training I've done, it's a tailored approach for each individual. You just mentioned the word barriers, and as you were saying that, I was actually thinking barriers, but I wasn't thinking about barriers for the individual. I was thinking about barriers for you. So as the business operator, what are some of the barriers you've had to overcome to facilitate this, to make it happen? Um, well, obviously everything we do um, requires an input from from some sort of government funding along the way um, because you, you can't make money out of doing this, so you need support. And... A lot of those programs are designed for the general population, which is how they should be. Um, so we have to make them fit. So we still have to tick those boxes and the expectations that those programs have. Um, but then we have to spend a lot of time um, then redesigning it outside of that and making it work on the spot, face to face. 
Now, we can't really talk, it's March 2020, we can't really talk about anything right now without mentioning what's happening outside in the world. And by outside, I mean globally. We, we just talked off air before briefly about um, some of the impacts that you're starting to see, especially, as you said, dealing with government. So can you maybe expand on that? Just share, again, your story uh, of how you think this might play out and also how it's affecting you now. Yeah, so we're frequently visited by um, people from different organisations, community organisations, um, uh, government employees, and uh, obviously they're being grounded a, a fair bit at the moment. And so we're seeing certain things. Uh, for example, today we were supposed to have a, a, a health and safety audit, um, which has been uh, cancelled due to travel restrictions. Um, that actually provides lots of opportunities um, for development, internal development, um, of our staff and, and of the organisation. So uh, while we're expecting perhaps a, a little bit of a quieter time in some parts, it's, it really is the chance to um, build internally. If you could um, speak out to the rest of Queensland, maybe the rest of Australia right now, what are some of the things you would ask of them um, in response to the needs in, in regional communities? Um, flexibility is the key um, and speaking to people that understand the community um, and and know what's a realistic achievement and thankfully we're able to deal with a lot of government employees that do get that that are based locally and that's the key to making these things succeed we again spoke off air and talked about uh, travel now you've mentioned about the government travel being an issue now your advice is your advice but what sort of advice might you give to those living in urban areas um, about how they can help uh, regional areas one thing that I, I do recommend everybody does is if you're from a regional area, at some point spend some time in the city. If you're from the city, at some point go and see the rest of your, your country. Um, go and see the regional areas, uh, understand how they work, the challenges they face, but also the benefits that people have for, from living out there. But what is one of the benefits that you've seen in the last six years? Peace and quiet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, the benefit of living in a in a smaller town um, here in Kwonkari, they are a friendly bunch and um, that's relaxing. I'm a city boy, born and bred in Sydney and then Brisbane. Um, so I only expected to spend a year here. I didn't think I could handle the peace and quiet, but now I don't know if I can handle the city life. So um, it is worth trying both. On the travel in, I saw Kwonkari was voted, was it the, the happiest or friendliest town in Queensland? Yeah, that was by us, but yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think it's well-deserved acclaim because uh, in my couple of weeks here, I've definitely seen the, the friendly side of people and the, and the giving nature of country people. I haven't gone without getting a lift. <laughs> I haven't gone without people sharing things. So it's, uh, it's been a wonderful experience for me. Yeah, I'd like to thank basically the, the Concari community and, and everyone for taking care of we city dwellers when we are out here. So I appreciate that. Just to change tack a bit, you've got some people undertaking training at the moment. Um, they're doing their TA certificate for, uh, and you're also upgrading yours. Tell me about that experience for you. Why, number one, why? And number two, what's the experience like so far? Uh, the experience is good. The reason that uh, we actively chased you guys down. What we do find in regional and remote areas is that you do get um, a lot of one-hit wonders that will come through. Um, and so the quality is something that we search for. There's always somebody that will come through town w with something. 
However, if you want quality, you have to go and search for it and make it appealing uh, for people like yourself to, to come out and do this, which, which we appreciate uh, very much. And the response that we've got from, um, like, this wouldn't happen if the whole community didn't want the training. Yeah, well, I appreciate that very much. It's um, It's been a good experience. We are having to make some changes on the fly due to the um, social and economic conditions. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we thank the people for their flexibility as well, but we'll, uh, we'll talk to maybe some of them um, as well. All right, well, thank you, Paul, for your time. Any last words for the, again, for the, the greater community of Australia, especially the vocational education community who might be listening to this? Yeah, look, use this time to, to upskill. Um, there's going to be some changes of routines and that might be uh, being home-based. Um, all those things that you thought I should really upskill myself and do that, you, if you can't do it now, you never will. So now's the time to do that. Yeah, that that's a really good advice, yeah. It is the time to, to upskill and if you can do, if you can find something online or something that's virtual to do that, uh, feel free to, to take that up. Thanks very much, Paul. So my time with Paul was very well spent. Uh, the group out there in Cloncurry was amazing, but it really did teach me a lot about the way uh, regional Australians take to training and the need that they see within their community to upskill and do what they need to do to make current and um, you know, be employable. The purpose of this podcast was to really highlight not just regional Australia's issues right now, but every Australian's issues regarding training. I encourage everybody who's in the training field to get out there and say, for goodness sake, do not deny yourself of training because you're at home. Do not deny yourself of training because your employer has other priorities. I think basing yourself at home and undertaking training to improve yourself doesn't just bode well for your employer, it bodes well for you as an individual to expand your horizons and make some differences in your life. Okay, that said, please, by all means, subscribe to the podcast. We are trying to get this out a little more frequently at the moment. Other than subscribing, you can email me, dan at spectraining.edu.au, or just uh, make a comment on the podcast on SoundCloud or wherever you see this podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, that's it for me for today, and I wish you all the very, very best. These are hard times, and you are going to make the difference between what is and what isn't in the next few months. So all the best, uh, spec training out.